it's the next level. You need a plan. I want to be on the radio. He wants to be on radio. But to be on the radio, you have to have a voice. You have to have some verbal ability. You hardly ever say a word. I talk. This is ridiculous. I don't understand. You need to grow up. Is that Pat? No way. Oh, man, I love that guy. For the show that's truly too hot to handle, it's the Melting Pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to the Melting Pack. Here's your host, Pat Jaspin. Why, thank you, Jerome. Hey, friends, welcome to the show, the Melting Pack, here on the Next Level Network today. I may sound a little bit different because I'm uh, kicking it old school this time. So, well, you know what? Let me wait for the music to stop so you can uh, hear those sweet tunes that I did. A third of it, anyway. The other third by Tim Donnelly and the other other third. The one who, I guess, <laughs> the one who screwed up the least is uh, our dear friend Matt Cooner. So there you go. Doctor, I believe. I believe he is now officially... Dr. Cooner, so congratulations. I don't know how long ago that happened, but um, I haven't shouted him out since then. So there you go. All right. Anyway, Pat, you are going old school. None of this matters to anyone but you. You're right. You are right. So here's what had happened today. The repair guy. Oh, here. Oh, here we go. No, sorry. Um, the repair guy did come today, and he came and fixed an outlet upstairs. He fixed the stove. He hopefully... Sealed in more of the stuff on the outside, so we don't get uh, we don't get a goddamn monsoon or whatever in here the next time it rains. So fingers and toes crossed, and then he had to run out and get something else. And I was like, "Hey, don't forget about this light. Fill this in. Do whatever you got to do because um, we're having the problem." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem." So we came back to finish the outside and uh, forgot the thing for the light. So I am still uh, sideways, <laughs> essentially. But what I did. Was because he came this morning, Friday, and uh, I had to, you know, unplug everything and move my computer around and um, do all that stuff to be out of the way so he could get in here and uh, and do the light. And he has not finished it. And I'd, I'd rather not plug everything back in. Only like if he comes in the next hour or so, then I have to unplug it all, move it all back, and that just seems like a waste of my time. So I am on the laptop. I am on the uh, the old Behringer USB mixer. So if you hear a little bit more noise, blah, a little more noise, um, that is why, and I do apologize, but it is what it is. It's, that's what I got to do. So hopefully this is okay. Hopefully this is not, um, you know, it doesn't sound too horrendous for your headspace. Uh, it sounded good when I tested it, so fingers and toes crossed, we'll all be okay. All right, so there you go. I'm, oh, damn it, I just realized I'm going to have to plug it in anyway in my desktop. Because the interview was on there. All right. Well, that's a bridge that Saturday Pat will cross. Friday Pat is doing this right now. So, um, yeah, what's coming on the show today, Pat? Well, we have an interview with uh, our new friends, the Wild and Free. That was a really fun conversation. Um, I think I cleaned up the audio pretty well, if I do say so myself. Um, yeah, so that, that was really fun. We had a great conversation. Of course, stick around after the credits. We had a lot of fun. They had a lot of fun with the bonus question as well we're playing a song from them called out of time and uh yeah we'll get to all of that in a little bit a little bit of sports today mainly i'm gonna make fun of announcers for being stupid and uh <laughs> yeah so i'm not gonna dive into the sports things because well the leagues right now are in a state of flux so yeah uh, also got some fan mail that i finally dug out of the uh, of the cloud as it were and uh, our question uh, the weirdest things you found while cleaning your house. So that is going to be the show today. Um, you know, a lot of stuff is going on in the news. I'm not touching any of it because it's all gross. And if you've listened to this show for any length of time, first of all, thank you. Second of all, I'm sorry. Third of all, 
you understand where I'm coming from when it relates to this stuff, right? So I feel like I don't have the, I don't want to say authority, that's the wrong word, but me talking about it is not going to really help anybody out. So it's only going to make me angry because people are just going to be stupid about it either way. So um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of not good stuff happening in the world right now. Just, uh, just remain calm, take some deep breaths, or, you know, if you really need to have at it with somebody, you know, your uh, crazy racist uncle or whoever posts something on Facebook, this is the time to uh, to find out which of your Facebook friends is expendable, right? So uh, I've been doing it for a couple of years. I know several of my friends have also been cleaning up the, uh, the riffraff, as it were. So uh, if you're not going to get involved in any of the discussions or arguments or whatever's, uh, at the very least, I would suggest going through your feed and saying, you know what? Maybe I don't need to associate with somebody who behaves this way. All right, so there you go. That's my little spiel on um, on what's going on in the world. I'm not going to touch all the stuff because it's it's just it's too much. It is too much, and I'm not the guy. There are plenty of people smarter than me who have gone over this um, in much more appropriate ways than I can. So, all right, so there you go. That's uh, that's my take on what's going on. Now, let us start the show. Finally, seven or so minutes in. Uh, our question for this week, what's the weirdest item you found while cleaning your house? And this came up randomly. I remembered that, um, and I'm not diving into this because, well, you know what? All I'm going to say, all I can say, let's put it that way, is uh, for the four people who know about this, the box. That's all I'm going to say because uh, if I dive too much deeper into it, uh, it's going to be messy and I don't really want to deal with any of that. So... Um, yeah, we found a box while cleaning, and it had some interesting items in it. So I thought, hey, I know that's a big tease, but hey, what is the most interesting thing, the weirdest thing you found while cleaning your house? So our buddy Keith says, when I was single and in my own apartment, a bra turned up in my laundry one day. It wasn't mine. That's what they all say, buddy, and didn't belong to any of my friends. Why would... You know what? Never mind. I don't, I don't know that I want to know. Uh, you know, it's probably innocent. It's probably not. Anyway, I was going to go down a, a dirty road and Keith, I'm sure would have appreciated it, but I've kept you long enough and we've barely started the show. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't mine. It didn't belong to any of my friends. I had a secondhand washer dryer set. So the only thing I can figure is the bra was stuck up around the drum somehow and eventually fell into my laundry. Either that or the dryer was propositioning me one of the two. So there you go. Yeah. Maybe your dryer has the hots for you, right? And you finally wanted to uh, make the move? I don't know. There you go. Uh, thank you, buddy. Roxanne says, a bullet on top of my windowsill. No idea where it came from. Also, it's gone now, and I don't know what happened to it at all. That, that's kind of weird, right? Like you just, you're cleaning your house, or maybe you're just like sitting around and looking around the room, and all of a sudden, there's just a bullet. Now, is the bullet fresh? Was it, um, you know, unused? Was it a used bullet, a casing? Is the gun somewhere else in the house? Is somebody else going to come back for it and say, hey, I need that, that's mine? What the hell? There's a lot of questions on that one, and unfortunately, we're not going to get any answers. But, uh, yeah, that's got to be weird. Oh, boy. Uh, our buddy Droford says, oh, where'd it go? There it is. I found a half, oh, Jesus Christ, dude. I found half a dead cat under the house once, literally split head to tail, only one side. Good Lord, man. That is, uh, well... Hey, as gross and as terrifying as that is, that's also kind of incredible. And it fits the description of a weird thing that you found while cleaning the house. I want to know, though, what were you looking for under the house? I guess that's where you were you hiding something or were you finding something? Is that uh, all right? Is that too much? Maybe. Uh, Bill says presents with cards and presents and cards we bought for later in the year and never sent out. Might be. Yeah, dude, I've been there. I have been there for sure. Actually, um, when we were moving to this house, there was a bag, a big gift bag with Christmas presents from like two or three years worth that we just never gave to the people and never sent out or whatever. Cause I don't like to ship things. That's a pain in the ass. So just this bag. And finally, I think on moving day, we were able to, uh, disperse those gifts accordingly. So yeah, when you're uh, moving stuff around and you finally, you're like, ah, crap, I bought this, you know, six months ago as a gift, and it's just sat here in this closet or whatever. Yeah, that's uh, we've all been there, I think. Uh, let's see. Smelly Meatball says, A bag of Magic the Gathering cards 
from the previous owners in the house that were found in the basement. The cars themselves were not unusual, but more so of how long it took to find it. My family had been living in the house for more than 15 years, and nobody knew it even existed until one day I decided to randomly tidy up a tool shelf while waiting for some clothes to finish drying. That's when you find some of the weirdest stuff, right? You're not actively looking for it, and you're just like, oh, let me. while I'm waiting for something, let me just poke around in here, and you find, you know, a bullet or uh, some Magic the Gathering cards. Uh, the previous owners used to put loose nails and screws in several bags, so nobody ever gave any thought that one of the bags might have something different instead. And I did ask him if there were any, I'm not familiar, uh, not super familiar with Magic the Gathering, but I asked him if there were any, you know, rare cards, collectibles, uh, good ones, and he said they seemed to be basically a bunch of different starter packs thrown together. So, sorry, nothing big for you guys, for you Magic fans to uh, to jump onto. I don't even know if he has them anymore, but uh, yeah, that's a good find. That's a random, like, oh, cool, here's this bunch of stuff that, I don't know, maybe I'll use. Uh, Lockjaw says, this was sometime in my 20s, I think, when reminiscing about childhood toys. I always thought about how I wanted a Casey Jones toy, but I never had one. That's a good toy to have, by the way. Then, doing a big cleanup, I found the leg, and I was like, what the f Did we have a Casey Jones toy? So, that's a fun one. When you find, like, a piece of a toy, and you're just like, hey, I didn't think I had this, and, well, you did, and apparently you didn't take good care of it. Or, somebody else had it, brought it over, somehow it was broken, and you were left with the pieces to wonder if you did, in fact, have that toy that you wanted as a kid. Maybe that's it. That could be a thing. I don't know. All right, now now we're on to Black Widow. Found a few yearbooks from when I was cleaning the attic a few weeks ago from the previous person who was living here. And I did ask if there were any fun quotes or autographs or uh, anything of that nature in the book, but didn't uh, did not hear back. So, bummer. But uh, yeah, that's fun. Finding a bunch of yearbooks and seeing uh, maybe you know this person or that person or, hey, I didn't know they were friends or whatever. Um, that's always interesting to find that. There you go. Oh, man. Here's our buddy. Poop from Wiener Dude. Jesus, this is a great answer. VHS porno tapes in the garage of the previous owner doing it in the living room, dining room, and kitchen of the house that I bought. They replaced the carpet in the video long before I moved in. Good God, man. That is... Can we give him the fanfare for that? That is absolutely fantastic. I I mean, we should have ended on that one really. I think that's I think that's that would have been a good way to end it, but at the same time, you know, my mom listens. So we got to wrap it up with something more positive. But that is uh Yeah, imagine popping that tape in, right? You're like, "Hey, oh, VHS tape. Maybe it's not labeled or maybe it is and you're excited to see it or something. I don't know, whatever you want to do, but you know, imagine popping that tape in and being like, "Oh, oh, it's the people who used to live here. Oh, oh, they're oh, Oh, all right. Hey, that's my, that's the living room. That's the, oh man, that's where I just had breakfast. And that, what the hell? Oh, so I don't know. Do you like deep clean the house when you're done watching that? Or do you watch it several more times? I don't know. I don't know. I've never found a, um, you know what? We're going to leave that there. Because uh, <laughs> my sister listens and that would be inappropriate. So there you go. Oh, Jesus. What am I doing? Toxic Rooster. Here's our last one. It's a wholesome one. I like this one a lot. Sold up grandma's house to some young people who wanted to renovate it. They took off the wallpaper and found that someone had done a really good pencil drawing of the outside of the house on the bare wall, and it had been covered by wallpaper since the 1940s. That was kind of neat. See, we get to end on a nice, warm, wholesome drawing of the house inside the house, houseception or something. I don't know. It seems pretty neat, uh, and that's really a good way to come down from the VHS porno, I would think, right? A nice drawing. Is that good? Right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But anyway, thank you, everybody, for weighing in on the uh, the weird, interesting things you have found in your homes while cleaning. I do appreciate it. Never forget the box. Um, yeah, so that was fun. Glad we got that, uh, got to have some fun with that one. And now, hopefully this will be fun. Maybe it won't be. I don't know. But uh, we got some fan mail. And this is, again, I mentioned last week that... Uh, Somewhere along the way, the website updated the code or something, and I wasn't getting my uh, my mail, my questions and comments and whatnot, so I got a bunch of them all at one time, so I don't know who these are from. Sorry I can't give you credit, but nonetheless, I do appreciate them. And uh, first one here says, How many retail story characters 
would be anti-mask. Also, where are the retail stories? I'll answer the second one first. I got a couple in the uh, in the can. Well, one is going to be its own episode, and then I think I have a couple more that I can spread out. I have to make sure that I didn't tell them on this show, so I got to double-check my list, but hopefully soon, all right? I mean, I've been out of the game almost seven years now, so I don't have a lot of fresh material, and now I'm not leaving, so I don't really have any... Uh, <laughs> I don't have any ones from, uh, you know, the other side of the aisle, as it were. So uh, I will do my best to throw some in here for you uh, as soon as I can. All right. So oh, how many would be anti-mask? Well, um, I can think of two right off the top of my head who would definitely be anti-mask. The first one is the guy who said, my bank doesn't even ask me for ID. When I asked him for ID for his unsigned credit card, uh, that's the guy I thought was going to punch me. And so that was kind of messy. And I thought about that the other day. Like, what if he did? What if that guy over a sale of about like $8 would have punched me in the face because I asked to verify that his card was his? How wacky would that have been? That's another, man, that would have been something else. Um, so yeah, him definitely. And there was a woman who, and I'm pretty sure I told this on the show, um, a woman who was buying a bunch of Christmas sale stuff and uh, it was after Christmas. So it was all, you know, half or 75 or 90% off or whatever. So she was buying all that stuff and the signs said, all right, here's all the Christmas sale stuff, New Year's cards, and Christmas thank yous not included in this sale. So, of course, she comes up with a stack of, I guess, Christmas thank you cards, and I'm like, hey, those aren't on sale. And she lost her mind and was like, well, this is what the sign says. I'm like, I know what it says. I know where it is. I put it there. I wrote it. So, each but uh, yeah, so she would definitely be, what do you mean I have to wear a mask? I have this, uh, I have an exemption or I don't believe in anything or whatever. So yeah, that would be, uh, that would be another one. And I really think if you want to be more general about it, I know this is a long answer, sorry. Um, if you want to be more general than anyone who, uh, who I needed to highlight coupons for, but also be anti-mask, like where do you see, where does that say that? I can't see that. And they would probably use that same excuse for reading the sign about the mask. So, yes, yeah, so the guy who almost hit me, the lady with the Christmas cards, uh, the Christmas thank you cards, and anybody who could not read that, yes, you can't use your sale coupon, your coupon on sale stuff. That would be, those would be um, the anti-mask. Thank you for that. Great question. Uh, great trip down memory lane a little bit. Uh, did your old landlord ever call you again? Thankfully, no. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, that was, yeah, he... He was uh, understandably very upset with me um, because, hey, you know, the place was a mess. I'm not going to lie to you. The place was gross because, uh, you know, our power got cut the day we moved. I couldn't vacuum. We couldn't do all the cleaning that we wanted to do and that we should have done. So understandably, he was very upset. Um, oh, I'm sorry. There's a second part. And what about your security deposit? Well, fun fact, we inherited that apartment, so we did not give a security deposit. So there was no, um, I guess... It's a good thing, considering how our relationship ended, <laughs> that we didn't have any money to, like, fight for. So it worked out. No, they've not contacted us again. Thank God. Um, yeah, don't want to deal with any of that anymore because, well, it's over, and it's done, and it's uh, there's nothing more to do. So, no, thankfully, he did not. Um, oh, this one is timely for today. Why do you ask musicians all the same questions? Doesn't that get boring? First of all, you calling me out? That seems like a call out. Anyway, um, well, I found my kind of standard questions, just kind of randomly thought about things that I would want to know about, like how do your songs come together? How do you feel about creating in studio versus playing live? Stuff like that. So it's really based on stuff that I want to know. And I realize they're kind of evergreen in that I can ask, you know, seven, eight different musicians these questions and get seven or eight different answers. So that's why I, I kind of wanted to stay away from how'd you guys become a band or like, what's it like being the girl in the band or something dumb like that? Like I, I hate those questions because how many times do they answer those questions? Right. Um, not saying that people don't ask them the questions that I do, but certainly they don't ask them about hot dogs, a sandwich and that I ask everyone. And it's a lot of fun, which you will hear at the end of the show. And also, you know, before that you'll hear me talk to the wild and free and ask all those questions. And we had a great time. So, um, yeah, it started as just stuff I wanted to know. And then I thought about it and was like, you know what? I'm going to, it's less work for me, first of all. That's the real truth. Um, and then I was like, you know what? Let me ask because I can get different answers with these same questions. And it can still be, I think, 
an interesting interview. So I hope so anyway. So there you go. Um, thank you for that. And finally, oh, are you calling me out again? Jeez, you won't go back to live radio, but you've streamed the show on YouTube. What's the difference? Well, damn, first of all, you got me. Second of all, timing. That's really the thing, timing and leveling. Now, I know that I played some songs on the live YouTube stream once or twice, uh, but I'm mad at YouTube now, so I'm not going to do that anymore. But I think all I really have to do to stream on Twitch or whatever is just kind of open up the program, start recording, and just go and not have to worry about music or sound effects or anything like that and not have to worry about, oh, I have to go an hour, I have to go... Uh, have to take a break at this time, have to do this, have to save Maggie, have to save Jack, right? So um, the structure of it is different because this show is different. And I'm not under the gun, so to speak, of, hey, you got to hand off to somebody else. And that was a big stressor for me. So yeah, the uh, the time constraint is the biggest thing that I do not miss about live radio, but I do miss the live interaction. So maybe at some point soon, um, I will stream the show on Twitch because while it is, yes, still being live and there's anxiety and stress to go with that too, um, the format, the environment's a little different. So it could be better. I don't know. I'll find out. So at some point, maybe sometime, I will stream the show on Twitch. So there you go. That's the fan mail from the last several months. Uh, thank you, everybody. Sorry it took so long. I don't know what happened. But as far as I know, I am good now to receive any and all questions, comments, concerns, complaints. Um, and whatnot. So yeah, themeltingpat.com is the best way or, you know, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the melting pat, do the thing. Or you can also, I'll do this again at the end, 209-867-7638. Send a text, leave a voicemail, send a text that that's three words, Pat. I know, I know. Um, so there you go. You can do all those things and whatnot. All right. Is that a weird, that was a weird way to say whatnot, wasn't it? I don't know. I kind of shifted my cadence at a weird time. Anyway, Nobody cares, Pat. You're right. You're right. So we're going to do the interview in just a second. But um, I want to talk about sports announcers being really dumb. That's what I want to do. Because it happened a few times this week where sports announcers wrote things or said things that were just just not good. Not good. Tom Brenneman, the uh, the play-by-play guy for the Cincinnati Reds, their baseball team, if you don't know, they were coming back from a break or in a pregame or something, and he, uh, he made an anti-gay remark about Kansas City. And it was, of course, caught on air because the microphone was on and the the show was on again. And uh, the weird thing about that was he apologized. Well, that's not who I am. And I'm a man of faith and all this other nonsense. Right. If it's not who you are, you wouldn't have said it so casually. Um, And second of all, he did it like during the game. So he's like, oh, I'm very sorry. It's not who I am. And there's a long fly ball to left field. That's a home run. Like he did it. He called a home run in the middle of his apology. It was very strange. Um. Yeah, things like that don't slip out casually when you think the microphone's not on if it's not who you are, right? That's all. That's all that is. Um, let's see. There was a third one. Oh, the guy in the NHL, uh, what's his name? Milbury, I think his name is. Um, somebody asked him about uh, how the bubble is working for the playoffs and all that, and he's like, oh, it's great, and there are no women to distract the players in the bubble. And that's just, come on, man. Like he's That's an old-school kind of thing to say and that was just not a not a good look and there was um there was a really great kind of scathing piece about it by katie strang and the athletic so uh you know what i can actually give away 30 days free of the athletic if you're interested let me know um i think it's really great it's every day you could follow writers and sports and all and you know specifically and all that it's really great uh but i would recommend this piece by katie strang pretty much lighting into Milbury's comments and the culture problem and all that. So, yeah, I, I direct your attention to that. And if you want to join the athletic uh, for a month on me, let me know. All right. All right. And the last one, Jesus Christ, this was a tough one. John Fokey, who is the radio guy or one of the radio guys for the Charlotte basketball team, the Hornets, the Bobcats, whatever they're calling themselves now, um, he was tweeting about the Jazz Nuggets game. And he meant to say this Jazz Nuggets game is great. But instead, he tweeted this jazz N-word game is great. And yeah, so hard ER, by the way. And of course, he said what everybody says when they screw up a tweet. Uh, oh, it's autocorrect or autotype or whatever. But if you think about it, that does not make him look better in this scenario. Because the only way that your phone would 
uh, autocorrect to a different word is if you have typed that word so many times that your phone's like, oh, of course, you mean to say this instead. So that doesn't make them look better. And yeah, so these guys basically forgot the golden rules of, well, well, one, broadcasting, which is always assume that microphone's on, and two, proofread your posts. That's really it. And I guess uh, in Milbury's case, just don't be an <laughs> I think that's uh, I think that's where where he lands on this spectrum. So, yeah, always assume the mic's on and proofread every post that you make, especially if you're a member of the media um, who could be torn asunder by your dumbass comments. Right. Luckily, nobody really listens to me, so I don't have to worry about losing anything for being an idiot. So it all works out for me. So there you go. Um, yeah, sports announcers being dumb uh, and racist and anti-gay. So there you go. That's your uh, your news, I guess. Your news and notes for the sports world because everything's kind of in flux at the moment uh, because of things that are happening. So I didn't want to dive into too much of that stuff, uh, but I thought those were funny, people being dumb. Um, oh, two quick baseball – three, sorry, quick baseball notes. The Phillies traded Nick Pavetta to the Red Sox, and it was actually brought up to me that – okay, so the Phillies got back. Heath Hembry and Brandon Workman, two very good pitchers from the Red Sox, and they sent away Nick Pavetta and some minor league guy whose name I did not write down. Sorry. No disrespect to the kid, but uh, I just forgot to write down his name. So um, good friend of the show, good friend of mine, Brian Kelber, pointed out that this trade, of course I was happy about this because I'm not a Nick Pavetta fan, as you know, and, uh, you know, I just don't think, you know, everybody says, oh, he's an analytics favorite, and the numbers say he's, on the right track or something. And as a guy who's watched him play for the last couple of years, I have to disagree. And uh, yeah, so, uh, but Brian brought up a good point that he said this is actually good for both teams because the Phillies get the bullpen help they need and the Red Sox get young pitchers under team control for a couple of years. So then that's true. And especially if Nick Pavetta can figure himself out and take care of business like he's shown uh, a couple of starts in his Phillies career, in his tenure, then yeah, this could work out. But if it's the Nick Pavetta that I'm used to seeing, uh, the Red Sox are going to be not very good for even longer. Sorry, cousin Kathy and Colin and all the fieldses. That, but yeah, that's going to be rough for quite some time if that's the case. So there you go. Also, uh, Alec Bohm, Phillies prospect, called up, hit his first major league home run, or if you will, Bohm run. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, man, I know, yes. Boom, this man! I know, that was bad. Is it better that I didn't come up with it on my own? No, is that better or worse? I don't know. Anyway, uh, good for him. He is really kind of uh, coming into his own already, so I am excited about that. And there was a no-hitter for the Chicago White Sox. Lucas Giolito, congratulations! It was funny because I was looking at the scores and I was like, hey, there's a no-hitter going on. And Jill immediately was like, don't talk about that because that's the that's the rule, right? You don't talk about a no-hitter while it's happening. You don't talk to the pitcher. You don't mention it. But uh, Lucas Giolito overcame the odds and overcame us talking about it at home and uh, <laughs> and did it anyway. So there you go. Um, that's, that's your notes. Those are your sports notes for today from me. And as far as I know, the captain will join us because the Flyers have played some games since he last spoke to us. But now, again, uh, we're all kind of in a weird spot. So uh, what I will do is turn it over regardless. And if he's not able to do the thing, then you'll hear a sound or something. Uh, but we will keep our fingers and toes crossed and say, Captain, the floor is yours. Good, sir. Take it away. Hey, Flyers fans. Mark back at you again with another Flyers Playoff update! Yeah! Woohoo! Guys, Flyers round two action started off fast and furious. Let's take a look at what has happened so far. So the Flyers came out round two, game one, and unfortunately laid a big old dud. Ended up losing 4 nothing. They just weren't doing anything well at all in game one. But luckily for the Flyers, they bounced back strong. They ended up starting game two on Wednesday with a three to nothing start to the game. Just came out firing Kevin Hayes, two of those goals in the first period. 
Then in the second and third period, the Flyers seemed to take the foot off the gas pedal, ended up giving up three unanswered goals, taking the game to overtime for the first time in this playoffs for the Flyers. The Flyers luckily had a shot, a great shot from Phil Myers from the blue line, ended up winning four to three in overtime. The series is tied one to one. Then game three was going to be on Thursday, but the NHL players decided to stand in solidarity with other athletes throughout America to postpone games on Thursday and Friday. So the game on Thursday was postponed. Game three is now tonight at seven. So the Flyers looking to get back into the action. Game four then is going to be on Sunday at eight o'clock followed by Game 5 on Tuesday, and then Game 6 and Game 7 if needed on Thursday and then Saturday coming up. So the Flyers are looking at a 1-1 series tie. The game starts tonight at 7. The Flyers need to start strong like they did in Game 2. They need to get going right away. Carter Hart has been sensational as always. The Flyers just need the offense behind him to make it happen. So guys, I'm excited about this. Round 2 action tonight. Get in front of your TV at 7 o'clock. Get ready to watch some Flyers playoff action. And let's hope for the big old W because the Flyers are anytime, anywhere, baby. They are looking for the cup. So let's hear it for our Flyers. Let's hear it for our fans. Let's hear it for the NHL playoffs. Woo! Gotta love that hockey time. So, guys, that's it for me here inside the Melting Pad on Next Level Radio. Why, thank you, Captain, or, uh, you know, whatever sound we put in there. Hope you enjoyed it. And, yeah, the Melting Path, the Next Level Network. That's uh, This is a really weird transition for some reason, even though I do these all the time. But, anyway, uh, there you go. Go fly, guys. Whenever they get back on the ice, hope they can do the thing. All right. So I wanted to get all that in before we do the interview with the Wild and Free, because then I'll just come back and sign off and do all that. Okay? Sound good? Maybe? Sounds good to me. It's how I did it. So there you go. All right. So what you're going to hear in a matter of moments, is my conversation with uh, the band from uh, St. Louis, Missouri, our new friends, The Wild and Free. And uh, I mentioned this on the conversation, but fun fact, this is the first band that has reached out to me about playing stuff on the show. Usually I do all the work, uh, but they Rachel reached out to me and said, hey, play this song. And I was like, hey, come on the show. So we did. And the audio is a little wonky because, you know, there was some double speak in there that I tried to I tried my best to take it out. I think I did a pretty good job, and I think it sounds really great. And we had a lot of fun, so enjoy this and then their song, Out of Time, and then stick around after the credits for the uh, the bonus question. All around great time with the Wild and Free. So here is me talking to them. I'm Dan. Rachel. I'm Mike. I'm Mark. I'm Zach. These are our voices. And together we form the Wild and Free. Thank you for reaching out, by the way. This is actually, fun fact, the first time a band has reached out to me about doing stuff for the show, so thank you. That had to be Rachel. Good job, Rachel. Yeah. Rachel gets all the credit. All the credit. Good job, Rachel. Woo! (laughs) I love it. Oh, that is so good. So you guys are in uh, arena or around St. Louis, right? Correct. Yeah, we're in a suburb of St. Louis. How are they, how is your uh, your local people handling the uh, this whole COVID fun times? I'm going to say good. Ish. Uh, ish. <laughs> we're, all, we're all messed up and taking it as serious as we can. Um, not everyone around the area is doing so, but, you know, grocery stores, all that good stuff, people are masking up. So I think we're doing okay. Hopefully. Yes, yes. Times are weird. Times are very strange, but we're uh, adapting, I guess you could say. Yeah, well, stuff started reopening, and then That's just true. last week they started closing everything down again. So it's been <laughs> it's been a, it's been a ride. COVID's like a really bad girlfriend. We're like, let's like hang out again. We're like, okay, and they're like, never mind, I'm bored. And then <laughs> it, it just keeps going back and forth. <laughs> I, this band's been drinking Corona for quite a while, so I think we're we're pretty much experts on the subject. Yeah, that's the spirit. Yep. <laughs> One of my favorite things that come out of the beginning of this was that people were not drinking Corona because they thought it was somehow infected. That's amazing. Mm. Yeah, I know. I can't believe it. Those people vote. (laughs) 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 That's terrifying. (laughs) You could say they're the reason we're in this mess in the first place. I'm going to blame them for sure. (laughs) Not to go down that road. I've I've read too much news before we did this, and that was a mistake. Which version? Page one, we're all going to die. 
too. Same story. <laughs> Breaking news. We're all screwed. We're all screwed. Oh. It's over. Oh, man. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in Philadelphia, and uh, people in my neighborhood don't seem to care about any of this, and that bothers me. Isn't that weird? Like, some places take it so seriously, then you go down to Florida, and then it doesn't exist. Not that I've been to Florida, but I've heard stories. My sister lives in Florida, and uh, can confirm. Yep. Oh, there you go. Told you. <laughs> <laughs> so you can save yourself some money in a long drive or plane ride or whatever. You're good. Yeah, right. Just stay put. Exactly. Just keep drinking your Corona at home and making uh, making cool music videos. That's all. Hey, yeah. we can do that. <laughs> Six feet apart. Six feet apart. I mean, obviously, six feet apart, the masks on, everything. Well, masks when you're closer together, right? So you're doing the right thing. Speaking of music videos, how's that for a segue? Yeah. Good segue. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I pride myself on it. <laughs> That's what this show's all about, just me trying to work in, hey, let's talk about this thing. I like it. <laughs> uh, so how does making a music video actually work? So you get you get the plan. You're like, hey, we want to do this and have everybody write their things at home and send them to us, or we want to go to uh, this big warehouse and shoot aliens or something. You want to do that. So how does that come together, and then how do you kind of make it all magically appear so we can see it? Yeah, so luckily we aren't signed to a label at the moment, so we can kind of just do whatever we want, which has its ups and downs, but when it comes to music videos specifically, we can kind of just do whatever uh, crazy idea we want to. So if we want to shoot aliens for two days straight and make a weird video that makes no sense for the song, we can. It usually starts with an idea that I have for the song, and I'll pitch it to the band. Um, they'll either thumbs up or thumbs down it, and if they like the video, we'll just kind of brainstorm it you know, on a Wednesday night like tonight. And uh, try to keep it as cheap as possible, buy the props, kind of map it out. And then we take our uh, friend Dave and we shoot it in typically either a day or two. And um, just try and make it as fun as possible, not take ourselves too seriously, depending on the video, and uh, just have a lot of fun with it. So each one, I think, is pretty different. And uh, yeah, we're pretty proud of them. So then do you have to lip sync the songs back to yourselves while you're shooting that? How does that go? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... We, we do it at a couple different speeds, so we'll do a couple normal pass-throughs where we're just kind of playing along with the songs. And then uh, for cool slow-mo effects and stuff, you actually have to play it like two or three times the speed, and that gets kind of crazy. And you just look like a maniac in the moment, but then when you look it back in slow-mo, it looks awesome. It's super <laughs> easy for us guitar players because it does not matter what we do. But for Mark, the drummer, and Rachel doing vocals, doing it double speed, they actually kind of need to nail it. So it sucks for them, but it doesn't matter for the guitar player. So it's fine. That's perfect. I'm also a guitar player. And uh, yeah, that that would work for me too. Yeah, our job's like, just look cool and Rachel move your, and move your hand. Rachel and Mark like, all right, play it twice as fast, but perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. That's tough. It seems like it'd be really awkward, and it like my anxiety's through the roof just thinking about if I ever had to do that. Just, no, I'm good. I feel like 20 seconds in, I just kind of black out, and I don't remember what I do, but we always get the shot. We did it on our very first music video, The Upside Down, which was very early on working with Rachel, and we did it for like the bridge and the last chorus. Uh, same thing with Mark, and they did great, so we kind of threw them into it. And um, ever since then, you know, if we have to do it again, it's not a big deal. So we're kind of used to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've done it like five or six times now. But uh, yeah, it's fun. You're professionals. I love it. At least somebody on the show is. <laughs> we wear ties every day. <laughs> oh, well, that's just silly. Don't do that. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> we're professionals. Yes. First, you're wearing, listen, the, the next step from ties is actually putting on pants. And you don't want to have to do that. Well, no, we don't wear the pants. We no, don't it's, wear the pants. Just, it's only a tie. Yeah. Waist up. Like a TV news anchor. I love it. Oh, that is fantastic. I don't have a segue for this question. I'm sorry. Sorry to let you down <laughs> so early so early on in the interview, but also kind of late in the interview because I don't have a lot of questions. Hey, we'll, 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 we'll answer them as long as we can then. Short and sweet. Y yes. <laughs> It'll be less work for me in post, so I appreciate that. <laughs> so I know we can't play shows now because, you know, people are being irresponsible. But you've surely played a bunch of shows. You've created all this music to share with all of us. Uh, so between the two, playing a show, 
or making music in the studio? Do you prefer one to the other? Is one more fun? Is one um, better for any of you than the other? I think yes. let's play split on it. You want to go around the horn that way? Yeah, yeah. Mike, start off. Ooh. Uh, live shows are awesome, but I think I got to go studio. Um, writing the music and just recording it's got to be my favorite part about being in a band. Um, of course, when that translates to the live show, it's incredible, but... Yeah, I just like, I, I love the studio setting. It's fun that we all get to kind of get away, lock ourselves in a room for three days with a, a producer and go in there with an idea or a fully written song or whatever we got. And then no matter what, at the end of the trip, like you have a new song and that still blows my mind. <laughs> like when you're making that trip or getting on the plane, it's like in three days, we're going to have a new song that we're going to have forever. And that always excites me. So I, I got to go studio. I love it. Rachel? I am also studio. I love playing live shows, but the creative process of like seeing a song come together from the beginning is just something I can't explain. Like the feeling. I don't know. I just, I have to pick studio time as well. Well, I guess I will say I got to go live shows. Um, <laughs> I've, I've always loved, I, like, I love being in the studio and creating, but... It doesn't uh, sound like yeah. it, dude. <laughs> but, man, there's just something about playing live and the energy and being on the road. I don't know. It, I, yeah, I, could be, I could be on the road 365 days a year if we could. There's no like, there, There's <laughs> like nothing like it. And, yeah, uh, playing live. Uh, I'm going to go... Well weird because i would normally go with studio because i love like being in an atmosphere like working with different producers and like getting different ideas and learning and watching an idea just kind of go from zero to a hundred when you leave and it's just like a totally it's it's awesome but i miss playing shows so bad right now so i'm gonna say shows just because i i want to play shows and i miss hanging out with people and meeting new faces and just going crazy on stage so right now i'm gonna go with uh with shows just because we haven't played one in so long <laughs> good call uh yeah i have to agree with zach and dan like creating songs is definitely fun but nothing beats like the energy and the pressure and the payoff of playing a really good live show and traveling in a band it's uh it's a blast that's everyone there you go wow usually uh, a lot of people go with live show so i'm actually it's almost it's in favor of that if my if I counted right I can't do math. Yeah, I think they're three to two, three out of the five, three fifths. Yeah, three three, three out three. of five band members would agree. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? So actually, so it tracks with everybody else. I asked that question because everybody just goes, "Yeah, live show." There's nothing like the uh, nothing like the atmosphere. So good job on you, I guess. Hey, we win. <laughs> <laughs> And I know, Rachel, I'm sorry you said you couldn't describe this, but I love to ask musicians about this, so I don't know. Try your best. Okay. Uh, when you get together and and start to write songs, how does that process work? I love asking people this because the answers are always so fun for me as an amateur musician. Um, so do you come in with lyrics? Does somebody come in with a bass riff or a, a drum fill or something like that and just kind of bring it all together? Does one person roll in and say, hey, we're doing this today? How does it work? So usually, it's kind of the same process every time, actually. It's crazy. So the song always starts out as a ballad. I play the piano. I come up with, like, a melody for it. Um, and usually, it's something very therapeutic, like a time in my life, good or bad, usually in between. <laughs> but just something I'm really going through. I put that energy in the music and I come up with a song from there. Um, so I'll have the ballad in my hands. I go over to Mike's house and then we kind of like rock it up. He'll translate the uh, chords to guitar and we'll like trim off the edges of the song from there. So we have a pretty decent idea from that. And then when we go to the studio, we add the bass, we add the drums. Everyone kind of contributes their own part after that, if that makes any sense. <laughs> I don't know if it'll make sense to people who don't make music, but it made sense to me. Okay, okay, well then I did good-ish. See, I knew you could do it. You did as well as your town is handling COVID-19. Good-ish. Good yes, yes. Ish. I got the participation award. <laughs> Your trophy will be in the mail. Don't worry. Yay. I don't know what the shape would be, though. 
Would it be like a just a guitar or a piano or a bowling guy or something? A bowling guy. Maybe like a bowling <laughs> pin, just something totally not related. It'd probably be a sushi roll. That's yeah. fun. A sushi roll. All right, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> wow, that's going to be really wow. You give me homework. I don't. I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen a trophy shape. I'll be expecting it shortly. <laughs> I mean, good luck. The Postal Service is dealing with delays, so <laughs> that gives me time. Yes. <laughs> I'll just blame it on somebody else. <laughs> oh, no, they lost it. Shoot. Actually, I did have a package of mine that got lost, oh. and I still have not called. <laughs> You'll be here. No, it's been be like here. six months, and You'll I get here. it. I totally get it. It's just I haven't found the time in my schedule to call up and figure out what to do. So, yeah, it's been a time. Somebody, you'll get it or somebody else already has it. Somebody has my swimsuits and they're just flaunting them around. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I did get a weird package in the mail. The thing doesn't really fit right, but <laughs> I think I'm making it work. It's okay. You can keep that and I'll just wait for the trophy. It'll be a trade. <laughs> I can't decide who wins on that one. I know. <laughs> what if I send you the trophy and a picture of me in, the, in each swimsuit? How about that? That's uh, fair. Yeah. Oh, God, that scared me to think about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, did I have another question? I don't think I did. See, I told you I wouldn't keep you that long. I'm a man of my word. Short and sweet. Ask us anything. Anything. Damn it. Ooh, anything. <laughs> Ask you anything. All right, well, that's going to come with the bonus question. But for the moment, I'm going to make you talk all about the song Out of Time, because that's the one that Rachel sent me and said, hey, listen to this song. And I was like... Yeah, this is awesome. And the music video, somebody was playing N64. I don't know why that stuck out in my brain, but it did. Uh, So how did Out of Time come together? How did the video come together? Rachel, why'd you pick that one to show me? I want to hear all about it. Okay, so I guess I'll start with the songwriting. Uh, So basically, this song is about social media and how it is kind of controlling our lives and this is not the best time to bring it up because covid and everything we don't really have much of an option to communicate but before all this you know a lot of people especially in relationships uh spent a lot of time on their phones and they didn't communicate face to face and honestly that bothered me and i just think the world would be a better place if we spent a little less time looking at screens and a little more time actually interacting with other people and animals, whatever. So I got inspired from that kind of direction to write this song. And Mike is very good with coming up with ideas for our music videos. So once I got the song together, he had a really good idea for the music video and it was... Yeah, um, if we can stick on the songwriting a little bit. So this one was one of the songs that Rachel brought in um, as a ballad that was pretty much what you hear um, in the final version. Everything was there, so I just kind of trimmed up a little bit of the fat, just made it a little shorter, and then um, Dan, the other guitar player, really uh, ripped on the bridge, where for the most part, we kind of have the song kind of done, but we were we don't do this often, but we rehearsed it full band and practice before we brought it into the oh, studio. Yeah, yeah, we did do that. And then Dan just started playing this bridge riff and I was like, what the hell is that? Like it was the coolest thing ever. Um, just a simple little back and forth riff. It just, it fit perfectly. And then when we're in the studio, as jealous as I can be in like an hour, he wrote the solo for it. And it's probably one of my favorite moments on the whole record that we're releasing fight back. And i um, super proud of that one. So we got a little heavier with it. You know, Dan brought the heat and of course, Mark killed the drums and, and Zach did his thing on bass. And it, it's definitely one of our uh, favorite tracks. So uh, really dig that song. I think that's why we share it the most. <laughs> From the music video, too. Oh, yeah. Stands out. So the music video, when we're in the studio recording it, I kind of just, without the risk of sounding pretentious, like I always see a movie in my head when uh, we record the songs. And I kept just, you know, Rachel said it's about social media. And I just kept picturing these people wearing some type of mask, um, staring at their phones. And then, of course, you see all the scenarios and, and how they play out. And we just took a couple days and just did that in the studio and or um, filmed the music video um, in my aunt's dance studio with the performance shots. And then just around Zach, our bass player's house, and a couple other spots around town. And I thought it turned out pretty good. It's kind of creepy. It was trying to be a little creepy. Fun fact, the mask that were in the video oh, I God. made from... Hmm. 
like white gaff tape and Pikachu mask. <laughs> so that's how we got it. cut the ears off. I cut the ears off Pikachu mask and uh, wrapped them in gaff tape and took Sharpie. So it came together really quickly. I thought it looked kind of creepy and I made five of them and I still have three. <laughs> How could you do that to Pikachu? <laughs> For art. <laughs> <laughs> no excuse. And the hardest thing was is you couldn't see through them. So we literally, whenever we were wearing them in the video, anybody was blind. Like yeah. when you had them on, you could see darkness. Especially yeah. that shot when we were all sitting around the table, kind of like moving our heads back and forth. Oh, that was yeah. so I was starting to get dizzy. You had to time that perfectly. You guys all did at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I think we actually used a metronome. We did. Yeah. To time that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was either a metronome or Dave or, or cinematographer just going, one, two. Yeah. One, <laughs> two. And then there's a, there's a shot where we actually performed with them all. And we're in like a really tiny uh, hallway. hallway. So we could not see it all. And I think me and Dan were next to each other. I swear we hit each other we multiple did. times. Yeah. Lots, lots I have of this scar to remember. Wow, see, that's what you get for cutting off Pikachu's ears. Yeah. That's really what that means. We deserved it. <laughs> you earned it. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> you both deserved and earned it, you big jerk. How dare you? Yes. <laughs> All right, well, for the moment, you're off the hot seat. Like I said, I have a bonus question for you, so you're not quite off the hook. But I said I wouldn't keep you long, and I stick to that, and I thank you for joining me. This was awesome. Yeah, yeah. this was blast. Thank you. Awesome. All right, so friends, you're going to hear this song that uh, Rachel decided to send me because it's great. It is out of time. The Wild and Free will be back with I Don't Know What Else here inside the Melting Pack on the Next Level Network.
And there you have it, the Wild and Free with their song, Out of Time. My thanks to the band for the tune and for joining me. That that was a lot of fun. The Melting Bat, the next level network. <laughs> Got to improvise at the end. That was a mess. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that was so much fun. The Wild and Free band. Oh, crap. I wrote this down the other day, and now it's gone. Hang on one second. Let me uh, get the right stuff for you. All right, so you can find more from them at thewildandfreeband.com. And on, let's see, it's Facebook is The Wild and Free, Twitter and Instagram, uh, The Wild Free Band. Is that right? Oh, my gosh, they're all different. All right, so it's Facebook, The Wild and Free, Instagram, The Wild and Free Band, and Twitter, The Wild Free Band. Yeah, wow, that's tough. That is tough for me to remember, which is why I didn't and just read it to you. So there you go. Again, stick around after the credits for the bonus question, because we had a lot of fun with that as well. Again, my thanks for hanging out. That was a great time, even though they kept me up past my bedtime. But hey, you know what? It is what it is. We, we roll with it, and we did the thing, and uh, ended up having a great time. So there you go. That's it. That's all the stuff. We made it to the end of the show somehow. Uh, will my light be fixed by next week? Will I be back in my normal position a week from now, I don't know. I really don't. I hope so. Fingers and toes crossed that something happens. But, uh, you know, the more important stuff was taken care of, I hope, today. So, yeah, fingers and toes crossed for that as well. All right. We're good to go. We are good to go. TheNextLevelNetwork.com for all of our shows. They're all up there. Panels the Pixels, TFD Nerdcast, The Spotlight, Lost, We Have to Go Back, The Short-Lived Show Show. We're coming back soon. I don't know. Uh, what lurks behind podcast zero? Did I get everybody? I probably missed some, but oh, caffeine crew. They're all, you know, see, this is why I don't try to list them because then I forget and feel like a jerk. But anyway, yeah, the next level network.com and uh, facebook.com slash the next level network. Do the thing, follow all the shows so you know what's going on, and uh, follow me everywhere at the Meltic Pat Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and dot com. And again, 209 867 7638. Send a text. Leave a voicemail with your questions, comments, concerns, observations, and corrections. All right. Also, if you'd like to donate to the show, I debated keeping this in or not, but I figure I'll just redo it and throw it in. Uh, PayPal, Venmo, the Melting Pat, do the thing. Um, help me sound better. I'm still trying to get a third cubicle panel to uh, really, I was going to say round out the room, but it's the opposite of what I'm doing. Um, number one, to get the sound kind of quality better in here and to hang up the rest of my artwork. That's the other thing. So, I don't know. Help me out if you can, if you feel like it. Or make fun of me for doing this. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. All right? All right. That's uh, <laughs> that's all. Check out the Wild and Free. Do all the stuff. Thank you, everybody, for weighing in on the weird stuff that you have found while cleaning your homes. God bless you. Oh, boy. Hope you uh, steam cleaned every surface in that house there, Poop for Meaner, dude. Yeet. This has been an 8 Boiler production. So, until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe, thank a veteran, wear a mask, wash your hands. Hey, we did it. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. G-Lovin' Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. And that, my friends, is our show. Thank you very much for listening. I'll talk to you next week with more fun and excitement or maybe some yelling or all of the above. I don't know. Is that all I got to tell you? I think so, and I think that my chicken is done in the slow cooker. So, great timing all the way around. Thanks so much for hanging out. You've been inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo, I get a cold beverage. I need some leverage. A sweaty outside, some lemonade will be nice. Of a spice from the top to a BK. Got a bar crawl, a drink, bar crust. Got the bait on the front porch. Yeah, I got some icing. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is demon, don't give me no bugs. Glass some ice and a dash of a mess, no teeny tongue. Yeah, yeah, feeling old and bring your own beverage. It's me, so it's cold. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Real 
gets free. Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage, sweet, so it's cold. Cold, 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 cold. He's suddenly from the bar. Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Cause I'm feeling kind of party. One thing clear, the bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs and a big bag of ice. Didn't even get to bite, but the brew tastes nice. nice. Back to the bar, so very decorous and a collada. Need a whole lot of them food drinks to catch me up. But I must tell you, I'm the Kool-Aid kid. When you serve my drink, please stick it in the fridge. Cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm kind of thirsty. Yeah. I like All right, so we're not quite done yet. Okay. I have one more question. I ask this of every guest, and I do judge you based on your answer. So think carefully. Jeez. Yeah, it's a big one. So so don't just blurt out whatever you whatever comes first. Okay. We might need to put our pants on for this one. <laughs> no, no, I I would never ask you to do that. Okay. <laughs> Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh no! Hold on. It's a hot dog. <laughs> He said don't answer quick, Mike. I've thought about this. Well, Mike has the right answer, so. <laughs> I, I, you said no? No, because a sandwich requires two pieces of bread. A hot dog is still one piece of bread. Yeah. That makes it a hot dog. Thank you, Mike. If the, no! If the bun rips, if the bun rips, oh. is that a sandwich? Well, then, if I, then it's just a sad dog. Because sometimes, depending on if you get the cheap buns or the nice buns, you know, that when you fold it over. I think for the sake of argument, I'm just. We're going with how the hot dog's supposed yeah, to be. I'm going it's, def- with... it's definitely not a it's sandwich. It's not a sandwich. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a sandwich. Dog. No, oh, I don't. No, I don't. It's, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I think collectively, not sandwich. Right? Not sandwich. It's yeah. a hot dog. It's a hot dog. That's why you don't go, can I have a sandwich? What kind of sandwich? A hot dog. <laughs> Uber. <laughs> Never happens. It's a dog. That's why Subway doesn't sell hot dogs. Yeah. yeah. The Subway sell hot dogs now. I'm pretty sure they're on their game. <laughs> I wouldn't buy a hot dog from Subway if they sold it, if that makes anybody feel better. Yeah, yeah I probably would too. <laughs> well, then it would be Sub Hot Dog Witch. No, it would be Wiener Witch. Wiener Witch. <laughs> wiener Witch. Wiener Witch. Do you want a hot dog or a Wiener Witch? I'll take the Wiener Witch. What? <laughs> that That's a amazing. That's like a lunch meet, and that you know, just unsettles you. You know what I'm going to be for Halloween this year? A Wiener Witch. A Wiener Witch. Oh, oh that's awesome. Oh, my God. It does sound like a, like, a, like if Subway did sell hot dogs, like they would call it the Wiener Witch or something. Oh, but if they had a hot dog and the foot long, that gives, oh. it, a, that gives it a whole new meaning. Oh, no, no. <laughs> also, a Wiener Witch Halloween costume could go several different ways. Yeah, oh, yeah. it could. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Fun for the whole family. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, all of them are good, by the way. All the ways are good. Oh, all good. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my God, Rachel! You redeemed yourself. I'm proud of you. I thought we're gonna have to kick you out of the band, but I wasn't you're sure. Good. You're staying. I answer, I answered, so I answered both. Thank you very much. <laughs> I have a question though. If we, cu- if you cut up the hot dog and you put it oh on my two God. pieces of bread, <sighs> you're is an it a sandwich then? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but then it's not a hot dog. Because I took two pieces of bread, but, and but put something in the middle, but you which up, makes it a sandwich. But it, you can also put pickles in there or potato chips and still be a sandwich. Relish or relish. Why are you doing this? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> we're going down the dark the dark hole of possibilities. So, okay, uh, we're going to play this game. If we slice some lemons and put it between bread, that's a sandwich? No, that's a hamburger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is it a burger type of sandwich? Uh... Now that's a question. Uh, <laughs> is a burger technically, is a hamburger technically? I would think that would be considered a sandwich. Two slices of bread, something in the center. I don't know. It's an Oreo sandwich. Yeah, it's a we're, sandwich cookie. We're sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> and, 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 and we're done. <laughs> you opened a can of sandwiches.
I feel more comfortable calling a hamburger sandwich than a hot dog. Yeah, but I, I, I can exactly. sign off on that. Usually the hamburger bun is also one piece with a little hinge, and that's, I think, what makes the distinction between it being its own thing and being a sandwich. But in on that a hamburger category. bun, it is intended to be ripped. No one rips a hot dog bun. Fair. Fair. Unless you're some kind of monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you're a psychopath. Who <laughs> ripped the bun? You eat it sideways, too. <laughs> if you don't eat it end-to-end, you eat it like a sandwich. Like the crazy person that eats a banana and, like, rips it in pieces and just shoves it in their mouth. We get very easily sidetracked by the simplest of questions. Oh, yeah. I'd like to put this on record, though. People who eat hot dogs sideways also take big bites out of their Kit Kats. Yeah, Yeah, you gotta break it. That is weird. You gotta break it. Have you seen them eat apples, though? I wonder how they eat string cheese. No. Probably just all in one shot. Like a savage? Yeah, not good. Yeah, come on. That's, that's Those good. are the simple pleasures in life. <laughs> the ones don't that get confused it. and eat yeah, the strokes. Don't mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Maybe that should be another question. How to eat your string cheese. That'd be, that's a good personality test. Because if you just chop into it, you're a murderer. So, and if you, <laughs> so guys, feel it, right? I have never had a string cheese. What? Yeah, right. Not Whoa. even mortadella? No. Well, we should have had Dude, string cheese. I've never had a string, string cheese. cheese. I just eat it. That's oh my gosh, that makes pad. sense. <laughs> That's why if you weren't a drummer beating on things, you'd probably... Well, this was fun. Thank you for joining me. I'm probably going to cut that last part out. Yep. That's probably a good idea. For your sakes, not for mine. Hey, we appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad that you came to a consensus and the correct answer. So thank you all for... You all win today. (laughs) You'd be surprised how many people try to convince me that I'm wrong. It's really... It's... There is a wrong answer. And if you say yes, then you're wrong. That's it. What's your main reason for believing that it is just a hot dog and not a sandwich? I got two reasons. Number one, the hinge of the bread... That separates it. And number two, when you go order it on a menu, when you say, hey, can I get a sandwich? They go, oh, what do you want? Turkey, ham, whatever. They don't say hot dog. When you order a hot dog, you get the hot dog in the bun. That's it. You can't argue that. That is that is. Foolproof. And there's always a separate hot dog section on the menu if there's hot dogs. It's not with the sandwiches. Yeah, and that's, where that's, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Man, there's so many points for this. There it is. But you'd be surprised. I've asked a lot of people about this, and a lot of them do say no. Or do say yes, rather. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's a little wacky, but you guys, you all won, and I love it. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, thanks so much for having us, man. Seriously.